October 13th, 2022. Let's continue in Masech Berachot Wandaf Vav Amud Aleph in the uh, medium lines before the lines get widest at the very bottom. It's six lines down, the second word on the line. It says the Gemara Amar Bi Avin Bar Ravada Amar Bi Itzhak Minayin Shehakadosh Baruchu Maniach Tefilin. How do you know that Akadosh Baruch Hu and I say that word very clearly, so to speak, wears tefillin. Now, Rashba, in his Hidushim, cites from Rabbeinu Haigaon. And Rav Haigaon asks the obvious question, Akadosh Baruch Hu has no body, has no physicality, what does it mean that he wears tefillin? Rav Haigaon suggests that the same way that Akadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah tells us, uh, was Mar'et Havnit HaMishkan, to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah describes in more than one place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows it to him in some sort of imagery, prophecy. So too the description over here is that he, in some respect, um, showed to Moshe, uh, quote-unquote, very careful, quote-unquote, his own tefillin. Rashba questions that. What about all the details that are mentioned afterwards with regards to the actual sounds like tefillin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And Rashba has somewhat of an arichut, a lengthy discussion about this. The general approach of the Mifashim to our Gemara, the classic and traditional approach to this is that we're referring to a Midrash that teaches us a lesson about our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu more than an actual pair of tefillin, which is being put on the uh, proverbial um, head or uh, arm of HaKadosh but what's my pasuk for that? Shene'emar, as the pasuk says, Nishba Adonai bimino uzo. Pasuk says in Yeshaya that Akadosh Baruch Hu swears or swore by his right arm, and by zero'a uzo, we're going to understand it as his left arm. Of course, Tefillin goes on the weaker arm. We envision that as the left arm. First and foremost, bimino. Zotorah, the reference to the Yamin, that right arm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's a reference to the Torah who said, Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says, Mimino esh dat lamo, as the Pasuk says, from the right side, or his right arm, esh dat lamo. What is esh dat? Rashi in his commentary to the Torah, if I'm not mistaken, has two interpretations. One is basing himself on the Gemara Masechet Shekalim and elsewhere, uh, the Midrash that says that the Torah was written Esh shahor al gabe esh levana. In some way or fashion, to be discussed on another occasion, the Torah was given to us in its metaphysical sense, black fire on white fire. Whatever that means, you can imagine a page as you have in front of you of white background and black letters on it, but that's the esh dat. It's a reference to the words, the letters of Torah. Alternatively, the Torah tells us several times in Sefer Tevarim, Moshe describes Ma'amad Har Sinai as Udvarav Shama'ata Mitoch Ha'esh. So Esh Dat is a reference to Matan Torah. Either way you slice it, the, the reference then of the Pasuk, Mimino Esh Dat, Esh Dat is a reference to Torah. So that's our Yamin. Ubizro'a Uzo. But the uh, second reference uh, in the Pasuk to the Zeroa, which again means an arm, Uzo means strength, generally speaking, Elu Tefilin, Shene'emar Adonai Oz Le'amo Yiten. Says the Gemara who said that that second Pasuk that we cited from Tehilim, Adonai Oz Le'amo Yiten, is a reference to Tefilin. After all, you're doing Zeroa Uzo as referring to Tefilin because of Adonai Oz Le'amo Yiten. Uminayin Sheh Tefilin Ozem Israel, who said Tefilin bring forth Oz, some sort of strength, fierceness to Israel. Dichtiv, as the Pasuk says, we have a certain strength and fiercity 
through tefillin, v'ra'u kol ki shem Adonai nikra alecha. The Pasuk says in Sefer Devarim that all the nations of the world will see that the name of God is cried out, is proclaimed upon you. V'yareu mimeka, and the Pasuk says, and then they will fear you. V'tanyar bili ezer hagadol omer, Elu tefillin shebarosh, Rabbi Ezra's statement is, that's tefillin shebarosh, the reference then in the Torah to the fierce side, the strength that we'll have, which will inspire and provoke fear in the nations, is the fact that the tefillin are on our heads. Why the tefillin shel rosh, maybe the tefillin shel yad? Before we answer that question, let's again just understand the derasha and the gemara. So the derasha is, we know because the pasuk describes how God swears by his right hand, which is the Torah, and by the oz of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Am Yisrael, is tefillin. How do you know so? Because the Pasuk says, the name of God is on your head. Everyone fears you. That's the tefillin. That's the derasha. Who said tefillin shel rosh? Maybe it's tefillin shel yad. Tosafot and Rashi have a mahlok on this matter. Tosafot cites from Rashi in his commentary to Masech and Menachot. Rashi and Masech and Menachot suggest that the strength, so to speak, of your tefillin shel rosh over the tefillin shel yad is the fact that rubo shel otiot shel shem are on your tefillin shel rosh. Whereas on our tefillin shel yad, the kesher, the knot, makes a dal, makes a yod uh, uh, when you knot it onto your arm. On the tefillin shel rosh, you have a shin on the actual bite, and you have a dalid on the back. The shin and the dalid, of course, from the name of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, shin dalid and then yod is the majority is on your tefillin shel rosh as opposed to your tefillin shel yad. Tosafot disagrees. Tosafot says, wait a second, the straps, the knots on the straps are not considered Gufa Kedusha, they're considered what's called Tashmish Kedusha. They cite a Gemara Masech Megillah, they have a question from the Gemara Masech Shabbat as well, and instead, Tosafot suggests just quite simply, Yesh Lomar, Ela Yesh Lomar, Elo Tefillin Shebarosh, Lufishem Begovo Shel Rosh, Venirin, they're actually seen, your Tefillin Shel Rosh are exposed, they're on the top of your head, they're in between your eyes, if I look at your face, that's what I see, as opposed to your Tefillin Shel Yad, which actually are generally speaking, Mechusin uh, Tosafot cites the Gemara and Menachot Lecha Leot Al Yadecha Velo Leachirim Leot. They're specifically supposed to be yours as opposed to others. So that's the Mahlok between Rashi and Tosafot. There's a fundamental Mahlok that's playing out, which is not really our issue with regards to the Kiddushah of the straps, of the knots on the straps, right? But ultimately speaking, Tosafot's final words are very telling because Tosafot says the difference between Tefillin Shel Rosh, Tefillin Shel Yad, in Rabili Ezer's statement that when the nations see you, they're, in, they're, they're inspired by fear or they're filled with awe is because of your Tefillin Shel Rosh. Tosafot's understanding seems to be Tefillin Shel Rosh are exposed, Tefillin Shel Yad are hidden. Shohan Aruch in Siman Yod Aleph Excuse me, in Siman Chavzain, Saif Yod Aleph writes, as a matter of fact, Tefillin Shel Rosh, Tob Lehiyotam Giluyim Venirim. Shohan Aruch suggests it's, it's best, it's good, it's right that your Tefillin Shel Rosh be exposed. The Mekubalim, it's in the Mishnah Bura Ish Masliach, it cites in turn from She'elot Teshubot Ish Masliach, the Mekubalim specifically cover it cover the tefillin shel rosh, which means they put their talit 
over it. Some others even put a hat over it instead, but they cover the tefillin shel rosh. How could they be going against Shulchan Aruch? Generally speaking, in halakha, not always, different methodologies will follow Shulchan Aruch, the rationale, if I remember correctly, from the Mishnah Burra Ishmasliah of Shulon Hevra at this moment, um, is that, um, that Shulchan Aruch says that it's tov. He's suggesting, he's advising, whereas the Mekubalim are stating it should be covered. So Shulchan Aruch is not saying that it can't be covered. He's saying ideally it is exposed. Well, that's what you have with regards to Tefillin Shel Rosh. What about Tefillin Shel Yad? says, Ramar bimoshe esu b'shel Yad en lehakpid im hen geluyim o mechusim. He cites from uh, Mordechi that when it comes to tefillin shaliyad, uh, there's no kepeda. It doesn't matter whether they're exposed or or um, or concealed. Says Mishnah Berurah umikom makom lechatechila. Ideally, he says tob yoter lechasotam. He cites from some of the aharonim that ideally you cover them. It's for that reason that some, in, in addition to protective measures, there's the box on it. Now the box on it doesn't fully conceal. Some people have the minhag. Furthermore to cover it with the sleeve, specifically the bite, not necessarily the straps. Well, it's not a, it's not a hoba. As a matter of fact, I remember Hamvadia Yosef not having that covered. But that's the statement of some of the aharonim. It's the difference between a tefillin shel yad and tefillin shel rosh. There's much more to understand, in my opinion, from a hashkafa standpoint, with regards to tefillin shel rosh and tefillin shel yad. Tefillin shel yad represents, to a certain extent, our ability to be mitzamsim et kohenu, the ability to say I have a strength, but I'm concealing it. That's lechale leot v'lo laachirim leot. The tefillin shel Rosh, however, which are exposing that Shem Hashem, Hashem Ikra Alecha, as the Pasuk Rebili Ezer is, is explaining, well, that's something that we wear proudly and should not be mitzamtzim. There's nothing to be uh, uh, holding in with regards to our pride and identity. So, with the Tebelin, so where are we learning that it should be on our weaker hand? What's the, the answer is the Gemara in Masechet. The Gemara in Masechet Menachot makes a derasha, if I remember correctly, that it says Yadecha, and it doesn't always say Yad. Usually in the Torah we'll spell that it's Yod Dalet Chafsofit. But if you look, and we read it every morning, Yod Dalet Chafhe. So the derasha is Yad Kehe. Kehe means the weaker one. Now it seems to be a tradition, seems to be something that we've received through tradition, but ultimately speaking, that's the derasha specifically. What about the yeshin on the tefillin shel rosh, the dalid on the back of it, harambam, cites those as several, two of, I think, eight halachal moshe misinais when it comes to tefillin. There are many traditions just that come connected to the tefillin in general. Says the Gemara. Do any opinions say that it was on both Hashem's head and, and Yad? The Gemara will go on and make a statement on, on the top of the Vav Amudbet that seems to allude to the fact that there is, quote-unquote, again, a tefillin shaliyad of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. Yes. Keep in mind, it's Zeroah Uzo is a reference to the arm. So we're not referring... Absolutely. No, he's, he's asking... I keep talking about this it being the, the, the tefillin <laughs> shel rosh and uh, why we're referring. God is but do it, he's do it the correct, right way. correct, correct. And yeah. Maharsha will point that out. Exactly Maharsha will point out why does the Gemara assume both? Again, it's all a midrash. Why does it assume both? He says if he's doing it like us or if we're doing it like him, he's going to and be wearing both who, as well. who he's praying to or any of that? No, because again, I mean, that is a, it's not per, per se Ooh, praying. No. It's, it's, so what will emerge from the Gemara is that tefillin, both of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and in turn of Am Yisrael, 
are a way of, of showing that uh, that connection. It's a way of showing relationship less than, even though it's Lashon Tefillah, might reveal to you something about Tefillah, might reveal to you what Tefillah is truly about, less about the petitioning and more about the connection. And that's why the Gemara will... connecting to? Am Yisrael. We're going to see that in just a moment. Uh, says the Gemara here, here, we're walking right into the Amar le Rav Nachman bar Yitzhak le Rav Chuya bar Avin Hanet Tefillin, these Tefillin de Mare Almav, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Master of the Universe, uh, of the world, what does it say in them? Again, this is not to say that they know or they have a tradition. It's more to say that they're trying to teach us a lesson both about our connection to God, He to us, and what it means to wear tefillin for us. And the Pasuk, uh, who is like you, Am Yisrael, a singular nation in the land. Uh, so already it's very revealing uh, that our tefillin, which the Gemara will refer to in a moment, have all our deep-seated connection, loyalty, and devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whereas his tefillin, quote-unquote, have his deep-seated loyalty, devotion, and love of Am Yisrael. Uh, Pesach time, people like to quote this from one of the Hasidic masters, that when it comes to Pesach, we refer to Pesach as Hag Pesach, and he, Kivyakol, refers to it as Hag Hamasot. We refer to it as what he did in sparing our lives by being Poseach al ben Israel, Benog Poet Mitzrayim, and, we ref- and he refers to us to it as Hag Hamasot, the holiday on which they followed me with true loyalty and absolute devotion in not even letting their right, bread rise. Right, but we refer to it as Hag Pesach, so they liken it to this Gemara, the Hasidic masters and others say, well, it's similar to this Gemara, the Tefillin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu mirror his devotion to us, whereas ours to him, and our names of the holidays are simil- similarly um, referred. Says the Gemara, it's a question on the response of um, uh, of Rav Chia Baravin, who said that the Tefillin say Mikamecha Israel, is it really so that Akadosh Baruch Hu is Mishtabeh? He praises or he accepts that praise, and is it proud of the Shevach, the 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 praise of Am Israel? Answers the Gemara: In indeed, Akadosh Baruch Hu is so. Dichtiv. The Pasuk says, You have he'emarta, Rashi says it means Lashon Hashivut Veshevah He'emarta, Rashi cites a Pasuk from Tehilim, Yitameru Kopo Ale Aven, Yitamer in this context with an Aleph, Memresh, is a reference to showing greatness and uh, praising. So in turn, the Pasuk says, You have praised God and showed his importance and he right back at you has shown your praise and greatness and and singularity. God in that pasuk says to Am Yisrael and with those tefillin kivyachol atem asituni hativa ahat ba'olam v'ani e'esel etchem hativa ahat ba'olam. I have you have made for me hativa. Ahat, the side of the Gemara over here quoting from Aruch says the word Hativa means Siur Ehad Ba'olam Kilomad Davar Hanikar Kamoto. Hativa means something that's distinct, something that's drawn out and separated. You have made for me something separate and distinct. You've designated me as Kadosh, as separate, apart, and unique, and I have done that for you as well. Shene Emar, excuse me, Atema Situni Hativa Ahat Ba'olam, you have done that for me, Shene Emar, as you say. 
as I told you to say, as you declare several times a day, Shema Yisrael Adonai Luhin Adonai Hadva Ani, and in turn says Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I Eset Chem Hativa Hadva Adam Sheneimar Mika Amecha Yisrael Goyeh Hadva Aret. Says the Gemara, all right, we've accounted for, generally speaking, what the Tefillin are about. Could you get a little bit more detailed? Amar le ravacha bere de rava le ravache. Tinach means uh, I can understand, I can accept. Milashon noach, it's understood. Behad beta, in a, one of the four batim, our assumption is, the four batim that our Tefillin Shel Rosh has, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has as well. Had beta, now I know, it's mikamecha. Bishar Batemai. What's in the rest of those? Amarle, he cites several Pesukim. Number one, Kimi Goigadol, Umi Goigadol, Ashrecha Yisrael, Ohanisa Elohim, Titecha Elion. He cites five Pesukim, all talking about the greatness of Am Yisrael, separate, distinct, apart, in terms of their uh, strong standing, their majestic standing. But that's five. Plus one, Mika Amecha Yisrael. How many are we up to? Six, says the Gemara. But wait a second. Our assumption is that he has four, much like we have four. One, Not two, to be taken literally, but what's going on over here? Ihache, if that's so, you quoted me six Pesukim. Nafishe lehu tube bate. Nafish means to breathe, means to be many, means to spread out. There are many. There's too many batim. The reason I was referring to your question just a moment ago, Victor, of Tefillin Shal Rosh, Tefillin Shal Yad, is because of these words in the Gemara. The Gemara is talking about Batim. Batim is only in the Tefillin Shal Rosh. Difference between Tefillin Shal Rosh and Tefillin Shal Yad, as the Gemara will quickly uh, refer to in a moment, is Tefillin Shal Rosh has four separate parchments. Tefillin Shal Yad has the same statements, but all in one parchment. We call it four Batim. There are four separate segments where you put in four separate parchments in Tefillin Shal Rosh. Tefillin Shal Yad has one parchment which is curled into that. So says the Gemara, There are many batim. Six batim, rather, there's really four, and we need to break up these pesukim uh, based on uh, based on meaning. Not from here. Not from here. It's in Masech Menachot, that machlok between Rashi and Tosafot. The interesting thing is that Rashi and Tosafot are really only talking about Tefillin Shel Rosh as well. How does that carry over to Tefillin Shel Yad? Is it the same type of the, this discussion, debate about that? But says the Gemara Ela, rather, the Tefillin Shel Rosh of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ki mi goi gadol, u mi goi gadol. Those two go together. De Damian, they are similar. Lahadadeh, talking about the greatness of the nation Yisrael, who are singular. That's Behad that's in one of the batim. Next by it, Ashrecha Yisrael, praiseworthy are you, Israel, Umika Israel, and who is like you, nation of Israel. Those are similar as well. Behad Beta. And now the last two Pesukim. So now we did four and two of the batim. Next, Ohanisa Elohim, Behad Beta. That's in one of the batim. Uletitecha Elion, Behad Beta. And to place you above, to elevate you, is in the fourth of those batim. Vikulehu. And the last words in the Gemara here with regards to your question. Kitibe are written be'adre'e. Adre'e means on his arm, meaning in tefillin shilyad as well. So the Gemara uh, rounds out this uh, this vision with regards to the tefillin shilrosh and shilyad of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The interesting thing is we do have elsewhere a vision of tefillin by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When the Pasuk says in Parashat Kitisa that you can't see my face, you could see Ahorai, Rashi, citing from the Gemara, says that Kivyachol, HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows him the strap of tefillin 
from behind. Uh, some of the Mefashim say that's borrowing from this Gemara. It's two Gemarot, which are two Midrashim, which are intertwined one with the other. We're envisioning the ways and the connectedness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ta'am Yisrael through those Tefillin. And in turn, we're saying when Moshe perceives of God's greatness, of his nature, of something about his essence, he sees those Tefillin uh, as well. And that is, uh, to a certain extent, that rounds out this conversation this discussion of those tefillin. Says the Gemara, uh, moving past the tefillin, uh, let's deal with, back to the issues we were talking about, the importance of prayer in synagogue with a sibur and so forth. The reason the Gemara had this in the middle is because we're dealing with similar names. You could see the Gemara quoted Rav Avin Barav Ada, and the Gemara now is going to seemingly quote either the same person by calling him Ravin, Baravada or someone similar, certainly quoting the same rabbi and back in the context that we've been discussing. But that was a very important segment of Gemara with regards to understanding and appreciating tefillin as a vehicle to connectedness with HaKadosh Baruch In truth, tefillin being on our head, being on our arm, generally speaking, the uh, sanctity of a human life, the ability to understand humans uh, at, at their greatest is to see them in strength and to see them in mind, right? Or, or in heart, which, which gets coupled with physical strength and mind, and that's where we tie up tefillin, what's written in our tefillin. Now, in terms of order, mahlok between Rashi and Tosafot, but in terms of content, shema ve'ahavta, v'haya im shamoa, kadeshli, and v'haya kiyeviyacha, these are all integral, vital passages which talk about our dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Gemara Amor, Amar Ravin Baravada, Amar Rabbi Yitzhak, any person, says Rav Ada, says Rabbi Yitzhak, any person who is regular to come to synagogue, to Knis, but doesn't come one day, what does it mean he's regular to come? Gemara is not clear about what it means, but it means he's irregular in some respect. What does mashilbo mean? Says Rashi. He asks, Matibo, Sheoploni, Lama Loba. What's going on? Feno, where is he? Sheneemar, and cites Pasuk from Yeshaya, Mi Bachem Yere Adonai, Shomea Bekol Abdo, Asher Hala Hashachim, Ve'en Nora Lo. We'll see the Dirasha in, in just a moment, but in, uh, the, the, the Dirasha, uh, the Gemara cites Pasuk from Yeshaya, and uh, in turn, the Pasuk is referring to the person who's Yare Hashem who's listening to Kol Abdo. Who's the Kol Abdo? It's Mahlok amongst the Mefarshim. Either it's a reference to the Hazan, or it's a reference to Kol Abdo, Abraham and Tzachak Yaakov, who metaken the tefillah in the eyes of the Hachamim. So he who's, generally speaking, listening to the prayer in a congregation, Asher Hashachim. He's now in the darkness. Ve'enogalo, and there won't be light for him. Now, first and foremost, before we go on and understand the continued statement of Rabbi Yitzhak, what's with Ragil to Beit Knesset? I don't know, Lord, if you never come to Knesset, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't asking about you. Well, what will become clear from the Gemara is... You notice he's missing. You, you certainly notice he's missing, but okay, and if he wasn't missing, so then you're... In other words, it's almost as if the in no galo is not going to have light, and the Gemara is going to see that negatively you have it harder because you got into it, but that's very much the reality. When you become part of a program, when you're involved in something, uh, you know, when you engage yourself in a relationship, 
it means it's more severe for you when you step out of it, when you never stepped into it. So yeah, you live a life, oh, it's a blissful life. Blissful life, but it's not connected. The moment you connect yourself and then sever that connection is the moment you have more of that difficulty. I'll tell you furthermore, the Gemara will talk about the fact in a moment, it'll allude to the fact that to make your way to Knis in the morning is sometimes for a person a certain sacrifice. It means it hurts your business, it hurts your strength and energy, and you're more tired and so forth. It takes a certain bitahon is gonna be the words of the Gemara. To have bitahon by definition means I'm already understanding the system. Emunah and bitahon is not, I just put my hands in the, in the air and I say it's all in the hands of heaven. It means I, I'm, I'm a part of this. It means bitahon and emunah, I say it all the time, the word emunah, uh, and to be boteh in a person. I, I say the person is ne'eman. I have ne'eman means that the part like milashon emuna means the person is trustworthy. You can only be trustworthy if you've proven it, if you've, if you've already done this in the past. If I haven't engaged in this godly communication, so then I can't jump into this. That's not emuna, that's not bitachon, that's bl- bl- blind faith. If I've already been a part of it, now I can and should, and it's not such a jump, be continuously engaged in it. So the Gemara says it needs to be a person who was ragil to the Beit HaKnesset. That's the person who already is in the system. We're not asking him or her to jump so much in faith. We're asking them to continue to put their faith in it because they've proven the fact or they've, they've had proven to them the fact of success in this relationship. Anyway, says the Gemara, im lidvar mitzvah halach, if the person missed uh, the, the Bet Knesset because he went to do a mitzvah, no galo, well then light will shine upon him. The Pasuk in fact says, ki ner mitzvah v'torah or. The mitzvah is the ner, is the light for that person. This is the principle, says Marshav, ha'osek ba mitzvah patur mina mitzvah. A person who's engaged in a mitzvah is patur from other mitzvot. Don't get too serious about this one because you could generally speaking do the mitzvot later. But if you are engaged constantly with a mitzvah, you're patu there's no question about it. That's the statement if it's for mitzvah. Novim lidvar ha-reshut, halach, what if he's going to do reshut? Now, reshut means to make a livelihood, but it's not mitzvah, it's the contrast to mitzvah. En no galon. And the pasuk says in its continued words, Yiftah b'shem Hashem. Those are the words I was referring to a moment ago. He has faith in the name of God. Why is it that you get hurt, quote unquote, without that light? Because you didn't have that bitachon. And I'm, 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 I'm mentioning again that this is in the context of haragil avolibetakines. A person who's not in the system, you can't and shouldn't expect them to have that bitachon. Bitachon is born forth an allegiance trusting another in a relationship means I'm in the relationship. If I haven't been in the relationship, why should I trust you? No, just trust me. That's not called trust. That's called blind faith. We don't have such a concept. What we do have is you've been ragil and now you're jumping out of it. That's an individual, that's an individual who the Gemara is saying will not have that noga. Just a line or two more in the Gemara. Amar biyohanam b'sha'ash ha'kadosh baruch hu when HaKadosh Baruch Hu arrives in Knis and sees, but where is everyone? Why, aren't, why isn't there a minyan here? Why is everyone coming? And the Gemara doesn't even say that they're not getting a minyan. It sounds like there isn't a minyan. I'm, I'm making this up, but perhaps it's a reference. So they're not on time. And as he comes to Knis and he sees there's not 10. I mean, there needs to be 10 at all time. I mean, the Gemara does elsewhere talk about Asara Batlanim, who were always in the Knis, but it sounds like it's in the context of prayer. They're not there at the appropriate time. Miyad hu ko'es, immediately 
there's a certain anger. Why is it that I came in ish and there's not the requisite ish who can be responding to everything? There's not um, there's not vanim being able to be recited. Meaning you don't have the appropriate amount of ten. Karati ve'en one. I've called out. And nobody responded. Those are the words of Rashi. In Onesh Shi'ur, there's not the measurement. There isn't the uh, requisite amount of people who can answer Dvarim Shabik Tusha. A statement in the Gemara in turn is that we're supposed to have 10 at the appropriate time. There are some of the Mepharshim who ask a contradiction. Many of the Rishonim. I think at the beginning of the time that you're supposed to be praying. I don't think it means, you know, at Netzah Hama, every Knis is supposed to have. Per se, not that, not that you can't read that into the Gemara. You're at the six twenty million, and there's and, only eight and you're guys. waiting, right? He doesn't get the newsletter, right? What I will tell you is, you might remember from the last time we learned the Gemara talk that when there's going to be ten, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is wait is there before them when there's going to be 10 in the Knis. So it's a little bit funny that the Gemara, it's a little bit difficult that the Gemara over here says, but he's coerced when he shows up and they're not there yet. That's a question that the Mepharshim asks. Not necessarily difficult, because again, we can easily, even though there are many ancestors, can easily explain, this is talking about at the appropriate time. Over there, it might be that they were, HaGadosh Baruch Hu comes before the appropriate time. The Minyan's called for 620, and he's there at 610. Kivyachol waiting for them, not angrily. Over here, it's the appropriate time. And where is everyone? I'm karati ve'en one. To just briefly summarize what we did in the Gemara then today is we talked first about the tefillin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We very clearly highlighted the tefillin as being this a mechanism through which we envision and understand the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his love for us, our devotion to him. And then we gave, to a certain extent, the contrast of that. Um, how do you uh, exemplify that devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when you are there at the appropriate time for prayer? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for all his elated love, loving and kindness, uh, emotional outpour through the tefillin, if he shows up, says the Gemara, in contrast, at Knis, and there's nobody there, well, kivyachol, he's ko'es. Uh, the understanding being devotion is not just a reality, it comes with responsibility to truly be devoted and keep a relationship and a connection to anyone, certainly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It means not just putting on tefillin, but a continued, constant uh, struggle and, and search and seeking for maintaining that connection in the most appropriate way. Baruch Adonai Amen